everybody. Kevin Draco with his dream house here along with Chef Mark Kevin Kistner brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance mattress retailer. This dream house, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home and Denver lifestyle. We're going to discuss renovations, remodeling, businesses, things to do, places to go, people to see. And Chef, we're going to do something different with this particular individual that I'm about to introduce to you. We're going to do this in two parts. What? You've yeah, because I think this is too long of a conversation to get done in one half an hour show, buddy. So, oh, my gosh. This must, this must be a very special guest, then. He he is. And um, I want to maybe give some background to this individual. Um, you know, I'd like to say he's stylist to the stars Ooh. Uh, because he is. Wow, okay. Uh, how about that? I actually I- know somebody who has, like, cred- street credibility. Who knew that? Yeah, I I thought you you hung <laughs> you you hung out with the likes of me. I mean, yes. That, what well, does that say about look, you? You know, I try to. Cert- they always say, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to achieve something, surround yourself with great people. That's what I try to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, we make a great team, and look look at uh, yeah. we we do more together <laughs> than we could ever do apart. Well, maybe only a few of our listeners will agree with that. But anyway, <laughs> probably. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So my guest today, and, and for I want to so. Rick Provenzano, he Ooh. is a stylist to Hollywood. Okay. And I thought his story was fascinating. Now, you're going to probably say, well, how do you meet a guy how, how that's in you, Hollywood? How do you meet How do you, how meet, do you yeah. meet Hollywood? How does Kevin Draco quite, meet Hollywood? <laughs> quite accidentally, um, five years ago when yeah. I sold my house in the mountains. Okay. Uh, we got this beautiful letter from someone who was interested in buying our home. Okay. And this individual's agent told them that we were going to move to Ireland. And uh, Rick had spent some time in Ireland with mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan, not to give too much away. Okay. And um, it was it was a really – he was the guy. We wanted to sell it to somebody that could appreciate that home as much as we did. Sure. And we felt Rick fit that and. You know, of course, our agents got mad because we became friendly with Rick. Matter of fact, I think we uh, we went out to have dinner. Yeah, uh, that's, which agents mm, definitely don't. They, they frown upon. They that. frown upon it. Mm-hmm. And we said, "To hell with you! We're doing this." And and we have just been friends ever since. Well, that's you know, a lovely story. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, even when we had moved to Ireland, state Rick would always get mail for us. Say, "Hey, what do you want me to do with this?" And he always sure. always took care of it and sent it to us. And when we come back. We'd always make sure to uh, meet up for uh, dinner, if not once, maybe even twice each visit we came back. And, you know, uh, of course, now that we've moved back, we struck up our friendship even further. Sure. And I thought, my God, this would be a great story for the radio show. And uh, so, Rick, welcome uh, to the show, buddy. Good to have you today. How are we feeling? Feeling pretty good. A little nervous, but feeling pretty good. How could you be nervous doing this for what you've done? Because... You do it all the time. I don't. <laughs> ah, but you do. You just do it in another way. Like, um, I won't. I don't want to give too many things away, but when you're on a show set or a movie set and it's like cut and you're in some of the most incredible places on the planet uh, working with bona fide A-list stars, uh, I think that would be a little nerve-wracking than being on our little humble show here and uh, on this dream house. It, it is. Yeah, Actually, it is. Yeah, so can't be that bad, buddy. And after, <laughs> right. I mean, come we'll on, and shot. and chef, he's yes. got a little Jersey guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, we got some East Coast you're, vibes you're over getting, here. Yeah, you're getting <laughs> why we hit it off yeah. right away. Oh, and by the way, foodie, 
Foodie, okay. Total foodie. Right. I'm going to uh, ask him later what's his favorite pizza place in the tri-state area. Um, and- Lorenzo's. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't even all have right. to think about didn't that. Didn't even have to think about it. No, I mean, we all have that place. So, right. Um, but, yeah, Rick, I, you have quite an amazing story, man, and I wanted to get it out there. And I, and I hope people find it interesting. And, and when we and you were talking about this, Chef, the your story getting to where you got to is as fascinating as the story once you get there. Right. Right? Because yeah. it's, uh, from what I've heard. It's the journey. It, it's the journey. It yeah. would be easy to say, you know what? I give up. I just give up, right? Yeah. So let's start. First off, you're a stylist, right? Ha- hairstylist. Am I using the right term? Yeah, hairstylist, barber. You have to do it all. You have to do it all. Yeah. And how? I, do- I and I will say for the uh, for the uh, listening audience, he is the most handsome man in the he room. He is handsome. And yes. Not even, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, he's look at him. He came yeah. prepared to the show. Today. He sure did. He sure did. I Last mean, time I saw him, he was a mess. No, <laughs> <laughs> I wear my lumberjack uh, shirt today. Yeah. <laughs> so how how does one um, in northeast part of this country, New Jersey, um, become a get into stylist? What what starts this? Well, um, some friends and I uh, all decided that it'd be a good idea to become hairstylists. Nice way to meet girls. Uh, we were like 19 years old, so we all decided let's sign up to Lawrence Academy and get our licenses. And how does that work out? Does the plan work initially? No, it did not work initially. It, why is that? It, it was supposed to be like a six-month course, and I managed to drag it out to two years. Two years to get <laughs> your – now, how many hours to get a style to be a stylist then? Right? Well, we're talking – I won't try to call your age out, buddy, but we're talking mid-60s. Yeah, somewhere around there? Yeah. Okay. And it varies from state to state. New Jersey at that time, it was 1,000 hours. Of actual cutting of hair? Well, of actual learning. Oh, okay. Schooling Yeah, exactly. So 1,000 hours. Perms, you know, color, everything that goes into hairstyling. And it varies from state to state, as I said. Like California was like 1,500 hours back then. What it is today, I don't know. But each state is different. And you say it didn't work out. Why didn't it work out? Well, you know, back then, I mean, blow drying wasn't even in. You know, so it was all hair sets and, uh, you know. So like those big contraptions they exactly, used to put down on Exactly, exactly. And that wasn't fun? Is that what you're saying? Well, it, well, it was kind of fun. But okay. it wasn't as, you know, liberating as like styling is today. Okay. You know, but that did come back to help me out in the business because one of the things you have to learn are period hairstyles. So if you're going to <laughs> if you're going to do 30s and 40s, you've got to be able to do those hairstyles, and you're not going to do them with a blow dryer. You're going to do them with irons, and sets and things like that. So it came back to really be you know an asset. So, and then the journey began. Now you go right to Hollywood. Well, no, <laughs> that, no, that's not how when, it happened. When, when I got out of school, um, I was hired in, in uh, my my hometown of Princeton, New Jersey, and uh, in a salon. And I just thought after about a month and a half, this is not working out the way I thought it was. You know, so because what were we planning, Rick? Let's let's shoot straight. What was the a bunch of nineteen-year-old guys going to go into? Yeah, stylish, sure. Right? Here come well, you know here come the girls around your age and whatnot. Instead, it was yeah, more, you're going to hook up. More it's really, women. what you're thinking? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it didn't work out that it, way. It didn't work out that way. In case instead, what we I was getting, you know, was like a. And the experience that was relevant for the day, 
but it was like, you know, doing sets on women, you know, in their 40s, 50s. And you're 60s. 19 years old, you're going, 19 this... years old, I'm thinking, this, this isn't exactly what <laughs> I thought. <laughs> and and you're coming up, right? So you're you're 19, like, like you're thinking, hey, man, Woodstock, yeah? Exactly. <laughs> you don't know it's coming yet. Yeah, right. but, this, but that was the idea. This yeah. was the idea, right? <laughs> so what happened? So did you just give up on it? Or? I, well, I, I, I did. I, I kind of gave up on it. Um, Kept my license renewed every year, though. Every year because I'd put that time what in What would school. it take to renew? It just uh, pay a fee the, or something like that? No, you would have to start over with your hours. Wait, so you put 1,000 hours every year to no, renew? No, no, no. Oh, oh. You oh, put 1,000 okay. hours in, you get your license, okay. which I got. Okay. If you let the license expire, you're going to start over. So, But I guess my point is, so if you keep your license up to date, you don't have to take more schooling. Did you have to cut a certain amount of hairs during the year or anything Well, I like did. That? Once I got back into doing hair, okay. and friends of mine opened up a salon, um, you know, years later, though, uh, because I had taken jobs totally out of, you know, what I'd gone to school for. Um, I worked at the post office for a couple of years. Then I got a job at IBM. Wow. And um, one of the last people to hire from IBM that didn't have a college education. So um, I was there for about seven years. and So you get, let's set the stage here. So you're, uh, you get your license, you're cutting hair, uh, but it's not what you think it's going to be. So you, how, how long did you go to, so you just leave it, but you keep your license updated. Exactly. You keep, I guess, renewing. So paying a fee every year, yeah. is that really yeah. what it took? Mm-hmm. And so you, you reset your fee every year and... Um, you go, go to the post life. office for how many years? Couple, couple years, years and then couple years. another big corporation. How long? Uh, seven. Seven years. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, well, this is it. This is my path. Yeah. It's no longer cutting hair. Right. Exactly. And exactly. but it doesn't work out. Does not work out. And so you leave IBM. I did leave IBM. Okay. And now what? So um, <laughs> left on an unusual. Uh, basis, myself and seven other uh, IBMers <laughs> <laughs> were out smoking at lunchtime. <laughs> they didn't like that. In the it, hey, back then, absolutely so, so not. We, we must be talking, but we're talking like '69, right? Yeah, yeah. It's becoming pretty. Were you, well, it, no, it, it was, but it wasn't legal like it is today. I, I have an important question. Were you a hippie? Oh yeah. Are you still a hippie? Oh yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover. <Yeah. laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So this is you know, you're coming on now, like you said, like Woodstock. This is all happening. There's this big movement. However, it doesn't work out doesn't because of a lunch. Out. Yeah. Um. And now what do you what do you, now do you going? Okay. I, I guess I kept my stylist license. I'll go back and well, do this. At the, at the time, I was married. Okay. Uh, after um, being released from IBM, um, I got divorced shortly after. You got released from your marriage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> released from the marriage as well. So things at this point in your life, the stylist wasn't, didn't work out. No. Um, the career is not working out. No. Um, personal life is not working out. Not working out. And what are you thinking to yourself? Like, are you thinking like, okay, this is it? Like, what's the point? Well, you know, like, are you? I had a child at the time, so well, like, so I had to think really about. Hard. I had, I, I thought about, you no, know, now I got to get a job, and it wasn't going to be with any corporation within a 
fifty mile radius of Princeton, New Jersey. Right. Everybody knew everybody, even though no one says why you left the company. They're not permitted to get that information out. But you know, um, so I got a job working construction. Nice. Yeah, and it was a good job. It was it was a union job, and. Uh, but had you had any experience? How do you land in a union job in construction? <sighs> well. They just they just hired a lot of people at that time because they were doing a lot of uh, a lot of work. Great Adventure was one of the movie one of the. Uh, I remember when Great Adventure when they were making that, and they so now we're they, into the seventies. Yeah, they, they emptied all the halls as far as workers went because it was a time and material job, in that they just pay to get the job done as fast as possible. By the way, if you grew up in New Jersey and you didn't go to Great Adventure, you did not have a good life. It was amazing. I mean, you you lived. To go to Great Adventure. I mean, is that now uh, Six Flags? Yes, yes. it is. Yeah. Okay, I have been there. Yeah. Have you? I, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, in the Six Flags guys, yes. Oh, okay. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. There's a lot I of mean, fun was, working yeah. there. Well, <laughs> in construction. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was. We were working 10-hour days and making good money, and, you know, I was paying all my bills and my, you know, child support and whatnot. So you're being so, a good dad. I was being a good dad and and a good ex husband. My right. my ex wife and I were you know very good friends. Just didn't work out and we moved on. However, after a while, I thought to thought thinking to myself, it was one winter outside. I would come to work, and, smash your hands. Oh man, like I'm thinking, geez, this is getting old. <laughs> and <laughs> now, how many years into this is this? It's about three years. Three years. So three, you're putting time in. Yeah, I was putting the time in, and uh, but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. For the rest of my life, and at that time, uh, a good friend of mine uh, opened up a salon in Princeton, and he partnered with a girl who I eventually wind up becoming married to, and we went to California. But that's another yeah. Thing we, later we, we'll on, we'll get to that part because that's that's when but, things start to get interesting. In, he, in, you know, yeah, yeah. But so but, you're going to go back into hairstyling? Yeah. So he came out to the job site and said, "Hey, Rick, do you, you know, do you want to do you want to get out of this and get back into doing hair?" And so I said, yeah. Now, but is he I, fr- so you knew him? Yeah. Yeah, I okay. knew him. I knew him. Uh, but I, I wasn't up to the latest things as far as hairstyling. So I went to school in New York. Paul Mitchell has salon then. This is before you had the, you know, the uh, line of uh, products. Paul's products, sure. Yeah. And so I went there, learned haircutting, blow drying, and everything else, and kind of started over in the hair business. How many hours did you have to put back into it now? Well... Probably like uh, about a month at school there, and then of course like on-job training with other hairstylists in the sh- in the shop, and I learned a lot from them. But it was you know it was starting over. It was a little little scary to be honest with you, um, because it was such a different ball game then. So that uh, I mean so far, and and we're up against a break. However, I want to recap up to this point. <laughs> so you start, yeah, I, I I do this as kind of a whim with my buddies, maybe you know. It gets us in to, to meet uh, some gals. Um, doesn't really work out. You embark on a whole other career with post office. That doesn't work out. Eh, you know what? IBM. You know, And, and I'm assuming IBM in the mid-60s because I think my dad, I remember, he went to the University of Scranton. Three pieces. IBM school in Scranton. And he had those, those cards. You had to feed the cards and I used to have cases mm-hmm. of those cards. I don't know why. We used to have, I don't know if I threw them away, drew on them. I don't even know what I did. I think I connected all the dots as a kid because what else was there to do when you're growing up at that age? <laughs> um, that doesn't work out very well. You have a very bad lunch day. 
uh, and you decide, hey, construction, that's for me. I'm going to go do construction, construction, and it does well for you, right? You're mm-hmm. thinking, okay, yeah. but hell, three years in, man. I don't know about you, Chef. I don't even think I'd have lasted a year. Three winners. Yeah. yeah. The good thing was that I was working with a lot of friends that I'd grown up with. And so we were all. I you get know. it. You have fun, but that's hard yeah. work. Maybe yeah. when I was younger, I, I, I like have. I like the comfort of a nice warm kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I wonder if I ask you that today, if you, it would be true, right? Then I think it would be. But today, I think I so know. because I'm always cold. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and then we go through these three uh, years of construction, and you get recruited to go back in, and you go back to school, and you learn some more through Paul Mitchell, and we are up against a break. I'm telling you, you're going to want to hear the rest of the story because I'm fascinated by it because the odds, what's the odds in the big picture? The odds of sort of doing what you end up doing is not looking very promising. All right. We'll be right back, everybody, after a word from our sponsors, Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. We'll be right back. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances. They get exclusive factory buys from the manufacturers at huge discounts and pass the savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's sale prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid at Appliance Factory, Colorado's appliance experts with a 4.7 star Google rating. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory. Work with a sleep expert on mattresses from Tempur-Pedic to Purple. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Visit appliancefactory.com. All right, everybody. We are back with Rick Provenzano, Hollywood stylist. And I do mean Hollywood A-listers. And we're going to get to that. Uh, it's coming up, but so far, and, and, and Rick, I know I told you this at the dinner table, I'm more fascinated by your journey than the journey after you get there. Yeah, me as well when I start to talk about it. <laughs> right? It, it's, it's, it's so unlikely, right? I mean, it's one in a million at the end of the day. Oh, it gets better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right. So, um, Boom, I finished Paul Mitchell. I go back to Princeton, and I go to uh, this salon, and there uh, one of the other owners ends up being your future wife. Yeah, yeah. And so let's take it from there. So how long do you stay there cutting hair? Well, um, probably like about a year. Um, they, they they found a kind of basement salon that they, or a basement room that they converted into a salon. Real estate in Princeton was very expensive. Um, they scraped and scraped and got everything together and put together a pretty cool little shop. And they were doing great. They, the business was just coming in. So you think, here it is. Well, This I, is what I, I'm going to do. I knew I was in the right place. You know, a big transition into what Hare was doing today. It was fascinating work. Both uh, she, Diane. What and, year is this approximately now? I'd say about 74. Seventy-four. Okay, I just want to set the time because we've just taken people on a kind of ten-year journey. Yeah, around seventy-four, seventy-five, somewhere around there. And she had a partner, Van, uh, Van Ottinger, and the two of them just had this idea for the salon, and it just came together really well. And I felt, wow, this is great. I'm learning, you know, I'm advancing in, in hairstyling, you know. Had you known her prior? I had known her years ago. I remember remember seeing her in school. Okay. Uh, wow. She, she was a year in back of me. 
And I remember seeing her, and you know, and I knew some of her friends. I knew the person she eventually wound up marrying, um, who died in the service. And um, uh, so I knew her. I knew who right. she was, but I didn't really you know, know, her. know her that well. Yeah, but so, I, knew, I knew she was an excellent so hairstylist. We hit. A, how long into it do you get married? Uh, well, let's back up a little bit, okay? First, because like I'm dating her, okay. And I'm down her house, and, and, and she gets a call from her partner. She says, uh, and, and he says, Diane, get into Princeton right away. She lived outside of Princeton. He said, there's a fire. And so we get into Princeton, and here's this building that was uh, had 17 businesses in it, and it was, like, gone. It was there. It's like, the building was, like, 150 years old. And it had a restaurant, it had a butcher shop, it had a studio, um, like like your studio, and, actually. And in a flash. <clears throat> in a flash, the whole thing was gone. And I'm sitting there, on the, I'm standing there on the street, I'm looking at these icicles hanging off of these I-beams. And I'm thinking, wow. You know, I, I was kind of upset, but I also thought, also thought where's this journey going to take me now? Because I've already like, been fired, you know, and then... Got divorced, and now this. I'm thinking, good God almighty. Yeah, you're thinking life isn't very good, are you? Yeah, no, no but I'm becoming philosophical at this stage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they stayed around Princeton for about a year trying to get the salon back together again. It didn't happen mainly because the real estate, 17 businesses now are looking for real estate, and we couldn't find a spot that they could afford to, to uh, you know, to, to rebuild in. So I said, let's go to California. Okay. Let's pause there. Let's suck that in. So you have no job. What do you have at this point? Car? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And Station wagon? Uh, or a van? I think it was a VW. <laughs> a VW. <laughs> and are you married yet? No. You're not married. No. Okay. We decided to get married just before we went to uh, to California. Okay. So you get married before you go, and you just... Pack whatever you have. It was like the Beverly Hillbillies, man. And you just drive to California. Yeah. Why California? Well, we just wanted to go someplace different. And the one place we thought we were not going to stay in or be in was in Los Angeles. Okay. Which is well, Okay. So you pack the car. You with, go to Los Angeles. With Diane. Now you become a star. Diane, her son, Butch, and two dogs. They had, she had two Afghans, and I had a Doberman in a van. And you just drive there and become a star? No, 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 no. Uh, drive there, and we start looking for work, you know? Uh, I had a friend that was already out there, one of my best friends, actually. He was living in North Hollywood. So we hung out with him and his wife and family for a while, and we started looking for for jobs. Uh, and we both, fortunately, wound up working in Beverly Hills. Now, you have to have a license to work in the state of California, you know, do hair. But you can work in the salon. Helping out. Diane worked as a receptionist. I worked as uh, someone helping out, you know, a couple of other hairstylists doing shampoos for them or wrapping perms or whatever. You just did what you had to do to get by. We also had, like, side jobs. I was working four days a week in a place called the Seafood Broiler, uh, which is like a fast food place, but it was also, you know. Is it like a Long John Silver's? (laughs) Kind of, probably something like that. Uh, yeah, that's a fancy. Fish. That's a fancy name for a uh, fast food restaurant. 
Seafood broiler. Seafood broiler, yeah. If we opened a seafood broiler in Denver, it would be the hottest chicken in town, I bet. <laughs> and, and, and were you cooking? I was cooking. Because I know you love to cook. Yeah, it was just, a, just, it was just a grill, and you put the fish on the grill, and they had the, you know, the, uh, the sides all ready to go, coleslaw. And- what would you – is that a cook, chef? Yeah, that's a cook. It is. You're, you were you were I would even I would even say you were a chef. Wow. wow. Okay. There you go. So thank, you're doing thank you this. For that. <laughs> you're doing this. You're helping I'm, out I'm at the doing salon. That four days a week. Okay. Three days a week. I'm working in Beverly Hills, trying to you know uh, get ready to take my test. Okay. You know to uh, take the uh, state board exam. Now, because I had my license for so many years in in uh, New Jersey, I didn't have to go to school, but I did have to take the the test. Okay. So, um, yeah. It's and you di- passed and you got your license? Passed, passed got my license. Uh, Diane did the same. She worked in a great salon there called Michael John's. And I wind up working in a place called Jean Chacove's. Jean Chacove was a phenomenal hairstylist. And Warren Beatty did the show Shampoo, understudying him. Really? Just a coincidence. Just happened to be a... No, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. So, now, this is kind of... All right. So... You're still not really aware that, yeah, this is where I'm going to end up one day, but this is kind of cool, right? It's very cool. Right. You, you know, and, and, Did you uh, start to have aspirations and start to think, well, hey, maybe Hollywood? No, not really. Uh, I, I, just, you know, I was content to be working in Beverly Hills at a salon that you know, had right. that kind of a reputation. But while I was working at the Seafood Broiler, one of the girls that worked there, one of the waitresses said, Rick, why don't you try to get in the studios? I said, well, yeah, everybody wants to get in the studios. How do you do that? You know, she says, well, my cousin, you know, is a hairstylist. Let me find out what the, you know, and, protocol And this is. person's cousin happened to be a hairstylist for the studio? hmm Wow. Okay. Yeah. So there's some pretty good yeah. placement. So um, I, um, you know, I inquired at the studio, and it's kind of a catch-22 in that you can't work in the studios unless you're in the union. And you can't get in the union unless you've worked in the studios kind of thing, you know. And what you find out is... The major studios at that time, Universal, Paramount, they all had their own departments, their own hair and makeup departments, which they don't have anymore. And once the rosters depleted, these major studios were allowed to hire from the outside. So it was just But a, still from the union. No. Oh. I'm not even in the union. They oh. can hire from the outside. Oh, okay. They have to fill positions to have their production go forward, whatever it is. Okay. If the union roster is completely exhausted now they can, you know, they, they don't have to go to the union. They can hire from the outside. I was one of 11 people that got in. How cool is that? Union. Yeah. And you're not union, so you're really catching a break, right? Because as you said, you got to be in the union, yeah. which can't be in the union unless you have a job. But I, but I had gone out to Universal and had an interview. Um, and the woman who interviewed me, Flo Avery, her name was, uh, said, well, we'll let you know if we have an opening. Well, you know, about a week later, I'm ready to go to work at the Seafood Broiler. And the owners of the Seafood Broiler are from Philly. And they, they knew that I wasn't going to be there forever, but they gave me a job, and they were really, really good to me. And um, I'm ready to go to work, and I get a call. Hey, we want you to come to work at Universal now. And I say, I can't. I said, I'm on my way to work, and I'm the only one that's cooking tonight. I'm the only chef on. I can't do it. Okay, fine. But that's not good, right? That, everybody says you drop whatever you're doing when they call and don't you know, even think twice about it. And you're thinking this is the end. I, I, yeah, I thought what well, was the end. But However, I, you were loyal. 
I couldn't hang these guys out to dry after they gave me a break. You know? Is there a side of you that thinks that uh, it's not going to happen for you anyway, so I don't want to lose this position too? I mean, does that ever play a role? Are you thinking you know this what? right? I was, like, I was just like, I don't know, overwhelmed by the entire thing. I'm there burning the heck out of my, my hands while I'm <laughs> cooking fish because I'm not concentrating. I'm thinking, that's it. It's done. I'm never going to get a chance to work in the studio you know, at all. Well, I want to, we're going to, we are running out of time. I knew this would take a minute because it's such, right now, you still have no idea what's about to happen to you. Um, you, you, you turn this opportunity down, which is usually sort of a death sentence in your world, uh, or at least in the stylist world for Hollywood studios. Um, but there is sort of this dramatic, your persistence takes a dramatic turn and that's going to lead us to our next episode. Everybody, you all need to t- you know tune in next week. I'll give a little sort of preview. There is a major hit show with someone who becomes a major star. And then, um, dare I say, um, Batman and Bond. Uh, I think that's a little bit of what we have to look forward to, but there's a whole lot else that goes on in between all of this, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I'll be looking forward to uh, next week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it so far. Tune in next week. We'll hear how Rick uh, ultimately turns everything around, becomes stylist to the stars. Don't forget to join us next Saturday here at 104.3 The Fan, This Dream House. Uh, For more of this story and more great information all about the home, all about Colorado lifestyle, and who else knows what we're going to come up with. Have a great day, everybody.